0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set for yet another busy midweek in Scottish football. Ange Postacoglu says, as things stand, no one is coming to or leaving Celtic despite reports of bids being accepted for Georgios Giacomakis. Michael Beale addresses Morgan Whitaker links but says Tom Davies won't end up at Rangers. And Derek McInnes isn't happy with the explanation he got for the non-award of a Kilmarnock penalty. On Saturday I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight You have Gordon DL And Mark Wilson Yeah we're just getting over An action packed weekend In the League Cup semi-finals And the league fixtures Are upon us already And transfer window News rumbles on About comings and goings And we've got the Scottish Cup This week Another busy week Ahead is Gordon I've enjoyed my weekend of football I really do And I congratulate the four teams at Hamden Because that was difficult conditions And they certainly gave us plenty of entertainment And domestic football Still Motherwell I need you to get a result I need to be this week in the Cup But looking forward to more of tonight's fixtures as well A lot of good games there Come on then 01419511025 That is the number you need So let's hear from you If anything this is a, this is a plea from me to you Because... The more you come on here and speak, the less I need to listen to these two. So you're doing me a real turn, and I'm not sure that's going to necessarily make you feel sorry for me, but I'm trying my best. So 01419511025. Give us a call and let us know what's on your mind tonight. The great thing about tonight is there should be lots on your mind because it's only Tuesday. You might still have thoughts uh, left over from the weekend. If you don't, then t- this time tomorrow night, we're building up to four brilliant games in the Premiership. What are you thinking about them? 17th of January Transfer window Even the most patient football fans amongst us Are surely starting to get a little bit anxious uh, About wanting more business done That's the way it works isn't it So come on 0141 951 Games at the weekend Games tomorrow Transfer business Anything else you've got for us This is the time and the place to share it So do get in touch 0141 951 1025 Five It's going to be a busy week On that front yeah. Mark Wilson It felt strangely Eerily quiet last week Because we had you know, no Nothing midweek Going on But like we said We've got big games And the transfer window Should be Hotting up As we reach a, a conclusion Yeah I was the quiet midweek But then it exploded Into life At the weekend I mean we We were in here We, we were taking in The Motherwell Ross County game Which wasn't hugely entertaining but hugely important for both sides and then we started with the Celtic game when we left the studio on Saturday Celtic were one up through my Aders goal and it just looked like they may cruise on to another routine victory um, and then what did we have we had two goals that were chopped off we had a Kilmarnock late shout for a penalty we had Jack Marquez who was spoke about endlessly in the show then popping up and scoring and then on Sunday another hugely entertaining game but You've got to think about the Rangers players and Aberdeen players who went the full distance on Sunday on a heavy, heavy pitch and then coming into games tomorrow night, that squad will have to be utilised to the maximum because the players will be running on empty. Look, we can, you can be dramatic about it, Gordon, and, and say this almost every week, but, but genuinely, for some, not for all, but for some, you, you could have been looking at a, a season-defining week here because had... Rangers for instance crashed out of the League Cup at the weekend at a time when most people are expecting 
that the, the title race is, is either done or extremely, mm-hmm. extremely difficult. You then go straight into these big, big midweek Premiership fixtures and then on to the Scottish Cup as well where there are lots of potential for you know shocks on the cards. So in one seven-day period, three different competitions... Added to that, the backdrop of the transfer window. This this is a huge week. I I think our football is so exciting just now, Gordon. Uh, we'd normally be finding uh, topics very hard to come by with the, the winter shutdown, but because of the poor World Cup, we've certainly come back with a bang. Uh, <laughs> still not letting that go. No, I hated it, it was but, fine. but but it's it right. but it's worked wonders for us because we've got every talking point under the sun. The one thing I will say is seventeenth of January. I'm still a bit disappointed on the transfer, oh. uh, and especially uh, Ibrox. I think every Rangers supporter is looking for new faces. The thing is, there's still nearly two weeks to go, uh. right? So, but I kind of get where he's coming from because it's just you're allowed to you're allowed to be irrational. Uh, listen, you look at the look at other clubs throughout the league though; they've made signings. I'm getting pestered left, Levy, right, and centre. Aberdeen, Celtic, they've all made signings. I'm getting pestered left, right, and centre, and Asda constantly asking me when Rangers are going to sign players. You met my gran and Asda <laughs> this morning. She, asking, yeah, she didn't even recognise me. She's a huge, <laughs> she's a huge fan of uh, of transfer dealings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she didn't uh, recognise me. Hear this? Like I'm, big drama. I'm an um sister. Listen, Irene, how are you? Mm. Blaring away, and she's nodding away, nodding she away. Do you know why she didn't recognise him? Right. I told him this. Oh right, okay. Because the grey hair thinks he's looking old. Does she? Oh, she bought the cheap stuff, I've got to say. She didn't even go for the, 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 the brands that I was going for. We Irene Not honestly. He's famous like you. Anyway, 01419511025. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Let's start hearing from the managers. They've been doing the rounds today ahead of big games uh, tomorrow. Uh, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu, shall we? A decent starting spot because uh, there's been a lot of speculation. Well, it feels like it was getting to more than speculation about Georgius Giacomakis, but he says today there's nothing definitely confirmed. Uh, he says Michael Nicholson deals with all that sort of stuff and uh, nothing's changed as far as the manager's concerned. Nah, pretty much the same. As I said, Michael's dealing with all that stuff and, um, you know, again, as we sit right here, no one's leaving, no one's coming. It's it's pretty much the same. You know, there's always going to be speculation and um, around the place, but, um, you know, from my perspective... Uh, you know, at this moment, um, there's nothing that's definite that's happening. Right, what's happening here, Mark <laughs> Wilson? Because right, on well, one hand, you've got this, look, managers sort of do this, cards, and, and Ange Postacoglu's efficient at it, kind of cards close to the chest, give nothing away, let news become confirmed. But how are the Celtic fans supposed to take that tonight? Are they supposed to go, great, Georges Giacomakis is going to stay a Celtic player and he will not leave, or... Is the Celtic manager being particularly cute? And he, it's true what you're saying. It look as it stands, nothing. But you know that might change. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's uh, exactly what it is. The Celtic manager has to deal with football-related issues and what's in front of him every day in training. Now, Jackie Marcus is technically still in the building. He's still contributing. He scored a couple of days ago, and as far as the manager is aware, he will be in his plans and squad for tomorrow. However. There are things that work behind the scenes And I don't think any Celtic fan would be naive enough to think Oh listen to Ange Postacoglu It looks like Giacomacchus is staying I think it's unless something miraculous happens behind the scenes Giacomacchus will stay Otherwise he is going out the door We said at the start of the window When the agents started making noises about Contracts being promised if he done well And not being followed up You knew there was trouble 
and the player like, the player sometimes gets on with his business but obviously he's a driver behind it as well made my opinion known about it last week I don't think it's a wise move for him in a football respect maybe for his bank balance but I think something's around the corner Right Celtic fans what do you think then you tend to listen very closely to what your manager has to say so what do you make of the latest update uh, on, uh, um, on Georgius Jakimakis let us know 01419511025 Andy's a Celtic fan first up what do you read into that if anything Andy? Uh, I think it's quite confusing uh, the numbers that are being spoke about are, are, are bizarre uh, George's Diamakis is, is contracted to Celtic till 2026 and the worry that I've got is that Celtic are shooting themselves in the foot it doesn't matter who we bring in you could bring you could bring Messi in, uh, but you're not sure that he's going to hit the ground running uh, where we know what we've got with Giacomacchus at least to the end of the season um, and I, I'm really confused in regards to the numbers that have been mentioned because if he's a £3 million striker then I would buy four of them and in my opinion he's the best striker at Parkhead I'm just getting over the notion that uh, you would rather have Jackie Marcus than Messi that's what, I've ta- that's what I've taken from that Andy even though I'm, I'm maybe twisting your words slightly um, yeah Gordon it, it is getting to confusing territory mm-hmm. in a number of ways because is he staying is he not if he is going what's that price tag all about are you not as well just keeping him these are these are the questions that the Celtic fans are all asking I think, I think when you see the price tag I think most Celtic fans will think right okay <clears throat> rather than let him go for that sort of money just give him the extra money in his wages because he'll certainly be worth it. Um, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And the one thing about Postacoglu, he's very strong in the fact that, right, OK, I want players that are committed. And Jack Marcus has showed that. He, he, he scored the, the second goal at Hamden at the weekend and celebrated like it was, you know, meant so much to him that it probably did. I think he's a top quality striker. Unfortunately for him, just now he's playing second fiddle. And when you're a striker and you're asked to go and score goals and you're scoring goals constantly, and he'd done it last year as well, um, he scored goals before he came to Celtic, so he's got a track record of being a goal scorer and you're still sitting mostly when it comes to the big games, you're sitting on the bench and you're contributing from the bench. I can totally understand, I know what Mark's saying about the move from Celtic, because Celtic's a massive club and they're going for trophies and whatever, but it's a short career. Um, players like to make as much as they possibly can if it is Japan he could go over there top goal scorer get back to Celtic and get first choice next year <laughs> good plan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing about moving uh, from Celtic and uh, being a huge club players go to Celtic and sometimes Rangers because it's a route to play at the top of European football in the Champions League Giacomacchus came and within a year he finds himself playing against Real Madrid Top scorer the year before for Celtic in the league with 17 goals. And he's going to throw that away because he's impatient. Now, if he's been promised a new contract or an improvement, then that's fine. Well, get negotiations underway. I'm pretty sure his demands and the club's realistic outlook of him couldn't be too far away. But to say, no, I want to leave and go elsewhere and to go to Japan... Which look, we've seen but Japanese he's, players are good And it's a decent league He's 28 years of age Mark Yeah He's 28 years of age I, I, I understand what you're saying Playing with Celtic Play against Real Madrid uh, You know it's, it's a very short career And if you're getting The money dangled at you That probably 
has improved than what he's doing at Celtic. Celtic are not prepared to waver at all in that. I do not see... Uh, I think the lads get every right to make that decision. I really do. Yes, you can argue against it. Oh, you're leaving Celtic. You're going to not the greatest league. You're not going to yeah. play against Real Madrid. Is this not maybe where some fans are... Are querying not because we ha- I have to admit I have no idea what type of contract Georges Jakimakis is getting offered elsewhere, and it, it might be big. But there's and again, maybe it's ignorance, maybe it's laziness, but there'll be an assumption here that are they going to pay that much more than Celtic if the fee is only whatever three three and a half million quid? Can Celtic give them a couple of extra grand a week? You know, these are the types of questions. Maybe, look, maybe it's maybe there's some... got to look at the players, Gordon, that have came from Japan. A lot of player of the year. He's Came to Celtic And you've got to think Well in wage comparisons Surely he would be on a high wage in Japan And then coming to Celtic It must be much yeah. So I think there is negotiations there to be held If he's been promised I think it's only fair But I just can't I just can't believe that Celtic have closed mm. the door on him And said but you can No we're going no further You can flip it You're right I know what you're saying about Japan Right you can flip it See if you're a, a club in Japan And you're getting a striker with a pedigree of Jack and Marcus, and you're paying three million quid for him, you've won a watch, right? So you're thinking my budget for him could have been easily five, six million, seven million, because Celtic fans will tell you he's worth more than that. So all of a sudden, that sort of a gap between the money could be put to him. So he might he might get a, a lucrative contract out of it. And the you and your fellow Celtic fans, understandably, have. Been delighted with pretty much all the transfer business, give or take, uh, one or two since Ange Postacoglu came in. Is this the first sort of transaction that, if it happens, is worrying you? Well, I think, you know, the one thing Ange Postacoglu said at his very first press conference was that the one thing he'll never do is lie to us. That was stated very, very clearly. And, you know, I don't think he has. Um, I think it's, it's known in his hands. If, if Georgius Giacomakis has been promised uh, uh, an improved deal providing on how, how he, he, he performs, then, um, then, then, he, then he should get it. You know, this goes back as far as Paul Elliott. Uh, and I'm going back a lot of years there, and that's why he's probably the best centre-half I've ever seen in, in a Celtic jersey left, because he was promised something he didn't get. Uh, I think uh, Moussa Dembele uh, was the same. So if that's something that's running through there, then, then it's no right. If you promise somebody they're going to get something, then they get it. I think maybe uh, reading between the lines, uh, I think uh, Jack Amakis' frustrations might be more that he's no playing first-team football uh, because I think, uh, as I say, I believe he's the best striker at Parkhead. Uh, he's, 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 he's never let us down. He's never let us down. Uh, and when you get somebody as good as that, you really want to... To, to, to do your best to fit them in somewhere Yeah well it's going to be an interesting uh, few yeah. days or couple of weeks Whatever we've got left that's for sure Let's bring uh, John in In fact John's disappeared I think we've got him back John what's your take on this situation then as it's unfolding? Jack uh, Magus? Yes It's a steal of the century mate It's a steal of the century As I say for £4 million it's a, a couple of these teams are biting, biting the one off you as I see, I've watched Celtic since Ange Spodgewell just took over. There's only two parts of that team that doesn't rotate, and that's the keeper in the forward line. He's tried left-backs, right-backs, uh, guys in the middle of the park, but Riki goes off the boil the last couple of weeks. Let's tell you the truth, Celtic's been off the boil the last couple of weeks. 
Hey, man, Kyogo was injured last season. The big man came in and rattled about 15 goals, and the big guy's a workhorse. As I said, I think it'd be a bit of a blow to sell him just now with the amount of games we've come up. Starting from tomorrow night against him, they'll, they'll do a, a good a good one after beating us. That's my point tonight, mate. I mean, Kyogo's gone a whole two games without scoring now, Mark, <laughs> um, having been banging them in for fun in and around the Christmas period. Feel, I, don't, I, don't the, I don't have, this, this, don't have the stats to back this up, but d- does it feel like Ange Postecoglou is rotating that position less than he would have even when they were both fit last season? Mm, not sure because Kyogo was was a mainstay. I get Jakimakis came in. Was it St. Johnson was well, his first even, goal even, early sorry, on the season? The start of this season. Yeah, the start of this season. Yeah, I think he was he was probably testing the water to see what fitted his system better the style of play better and he obviously thought Kyogo was better now I think Jack and Mark is, was worthy uh, of battling it out at the start of the season because of what he did last season John's right when Kyogo was it Jack and Marcus came in and he's right scored about 15 or 16 goals after that and was the main man I still think Kyogo is the best striker um, at Celtic at the minute I think his stats and his goals back that up this season and I think he is getting an unfair time yet from some Celtic fans because of what's happened contractually with Jacques Marcus and it's it's a storm out of nothing and a storm that never needed to happen because you know the team's going in one direction it's improving all the time they've got cover for every position including that forward position but Jacques Marcus and his agent is upset Apple got now a promise and a contract that you'll get a better contract you know isn't a signed contract I'll go back to it his agent should have negotiated that better if that was the case still a lot of that speculation been surrounding it Gordon isn't there and it's funny because John's on saying that it's going to be the steal of the century but as Ange, if Ange Postacoglu is sort of position on this today stays then, then he isn't going but mm. That's why Celtic fans are, are sort of a bit confused generally. Firstly, yeah. is he going? And if he is, why the fee? I think yeah, everybody's asking that question, Gordon. Because um, you would look at that fee and think, right, is it worth, especially with the importance just now to end the season, the competitions, League Cup final, you know, doing very well in the league, Scottish Cup to come at the weekend. Is it worth losing a player of that quality for four million? Or is it worth sitting down round the table and saying to Jack Marcus, right, okay, mm. we know where you want to go. We can come here. Let's keep the deal. Let's keep you at Celtic and let's keep the competition going. Well, he says, Ange Postacoglu, he's in no rush to streamline the squad despite January arrivals. He says he'd be happy at the end of the window if no players left, but he's reiterated he could still be looking for one more. No, no great urgency. Um, you know, again, those kind of things. Look, I, what I want us... To to be in a position is that, you know, by bringing in those three players early is that we're in a position now where we're not really sort of on tender hooks through January. You know, if, if, if we do happen to lose players, you know, we're not sort of scrambling about to try and replace them. We've got a really strong squad, which I'm happy with, and, and we can make our decisions about, you know, incoming or, or, or exits um, without sort of, you know, the need for any sort of urgency or... or, or you know, panic on our behalf. Um, our planning has always been that we, we try and get our business done early. Like I said, I, you know, we're still active. You know, I still think there's probably a space for one more. Um, now, you know, if, if if no one exits through this window, that's fine. Yeah, we've got a big squad, but, you know, we've already seen that, you know, with our schedule, um, they can all contribute. Um, but if, if people do exit, 
we're in a position where we've already sort of covered those absences. Space for one more and fine if no one else exits. What do you think, Celtic fans? Let us know. And Rangers fans, we're about to hear from Michael Beale. So why don't you join in? Could it be that we are eventually closing in on hearing uh, some Confirmed signing news He's spoken about Morgan Whitaker, Swansea City winger Todd Cantwell also uh, But no move for Tom Davies And an injury update On Kamar Roof What do you think? Get in touch right now And we'll try and get you on next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. That's Gordon DL, not Gordon Ramsay. The two of Mark Wilson and I are just reeling, and I'm sorry for this, right? But just before we came back on air, he was just telling us what he's having for dinner tonight. Really boring stuff. That's as exciting uh, as we are. And he said he's having seafood pasta, Mark Wilson, which is fine, right? Yeah. But he then elaborated that he's having seafood pasta, um, but he's having it with rice instead of pasta, which. Isn't seafood pasta? Is, is, is indeed not when you think <laughs> about it. Dish. But it takes the key sort of component away, yeah, doesn't I, it? I, I didn't know how to describe the dish without the pasta. That was my problem. Right, listen, even for your own standards, this is complete nonsense. So let's move on. 01419511025. Seafood pasta without the pasta. Um, let's hear from Michael Beale. Uh, Rangers fans, I can see you. I can see you on Twitter maybe starting to. Yeah, maybe a little bit impatient Wanting some business done It's the 17th of January Michael Beale's confirmed The club are aware of Swansea City winger Morgan Whitaker He says he's happy With the way Todd Cantwell Negotiations are going He does expect additions Before the window closes But claims they are not in For Tom Davies He's a player that we know uh, I think he's a good player There's no update on that yet And I think to be fair He's, he's just come back off loan To his parent club And, and obviously that's because His parent club think he's done very well So He's Swansea's player, but he's certainly a player that I'm aware of. Listen, I'm, there's no update right now, but I'm really pleased with the way things are moving. So I suppose no news doesn't mean bad news. You know, everyone's on the same line. Everyone's moving um, in the right direction. Uh, that's not specifically talking about that player. That's just in general in this window. What we're trying to do, I believe that we're, we're moving in the right direction towards it. By the end of this window, we'll have either done the business we want to do or it will happen in the summer. But I'm very, very confident that before long, you'll hear, you'll hear some news of new signings. Yeah, he sounds very confident. He certainly knows that he needs to freshen the squad up, Gordon. He needs to get a stronger squad in. He needs uh, new players in different positions to style of football he's wanting to play. I did notice, uh, without being disrespectful to anybody that the Rangers bench compared to say for instance the Celtic bench at the weekend was night and day uh, the only thing I did like about the Rangers bench was that some kids are getting opportunities well not kids some younger players and that's good to see that's come through the the academy and stuff like that but if you're a manager of Rangers and you're playing in these big games um, you're want to have probably a stronger bench there as well so I'm very surprised. I know that Michael Beale seems very confident he's going to get players in. I thought Rangers would be doing their business very early, freshening things up, changing things about, new manager, new approach to how they're going to play. But he feels he sounds very comfortable with what's happening. You've just got to take him at his word. Profile-wise, Mark, I think every window I can remember, Rangers fans want to sign a a right-sided player he is right-sided he's left-footed though so you know mm. maybe fitting in with that kind of narrower approach yeah. that Michael Beale would have with full-backs providing the width etc uh, 22 years of age has been on loan at 
Plymouth in League One I think was it nine goals seven assists or something mm-hmm. uh, in the first half of the season so profile wise is that an area you think Rangers would go for oh without a doubt I, I think they've got options in there they've got Sakala and they've got obviously Scott Wright Hadji maybe come back but I don't think any of them have really nailed that down as their I'm the number one right hand side player here uh, we've even seen Arfield go in there and play a wee bit narrower but it's been a, a position that Rangers have not filled for a number of years and I think Michael mm. Beale addresses that but a lot of talk about players without any actually coming in. I mean, this the, the Todd Cantwell thing has rumbled on. Seems an eternity now. And it seems to be getting ever closer. You just wonder what for, the, for the one player. Just quickly, Gordon. I think that looking at this Rangers squad, that Michael Beale when he's come in has given a lift to Sakala for me. I think argue with the yeah. The I think return yeah. I think Sakala has taken great confidence and he's become the fans' favourite. He can play off that side. He's got pace. He can add goals, but. They still need a stronger squad, there's no doubt in that. I do appreciate it. he's not scored that many, it just feels like there was some important ones in there and won the penalty and so on. Anyway, let's bring in Colin as a Rangers fan and get his take on it. Colin. Evening guys, how are we doing? Good, good. How's your how are you? What's your point tonight? Uh, it's just regarding what Michael Beale says when he's talking about players not for the short, the short term, sorry, for the long term. Mm-hmm. So that brings me quickly to the James Sands situation. Sands is not long term, so why why could we not look to exit that one just now if it's a possibility? And then to me, that would bring Tom Davis back to the table because that's obviously the long term. Um, so you want to? I mean, the, the, it was an eighteen month loan deal this time last year for James Sands, wasn't it? Do you what you want to just try and cut that? I don't even know if if you can or what's the desire to do that. It's a deal that's not going to happen, Gordon. I don't see the guy fitting in at all. And I, and I know he's played out his position numerous times, but even when he has played in his position, he certainly has the um, entertain, shall we say. And I think there's better options for the way that this, for, for the way Bill wants to set up the dynamic in this team, it needs to change. And I don't see Sands being a, a long term part of that. Sometimes it's merit. Keeping a utility player a bit though, Colin. That's that's maybe one way of be looking at it. That he's maybe not going to be for the long term future. However, he needs players now, experienced players. I probably agree with you about Sands. I think I've been saying that for the start of the season when he was playing centre half. I don't think he he really fitted in. Um, didn't think he looked, you know, like he was ever going to be signed. But if someone gets injured or someone drops out he can fill in and that's maybe important to the end of the season I, I must admit I, I genuinely don't really know how these things work mm. I, I mean can can, Rain, can Rangers just go and cancel it I, I, probably but would it need to be a fairly catastrophic situation to do that you know where someone was literally never getting any game time the player doesn't want for, for all we know people at Rangers are, are still assessing whether James Sands stays beyond the end of this season to cancel something like you need all parties to agree Gordon um, I don't think Rangers will be in that process of looking to cancel Sands. I know he's not a fan's favourite. I certainly know that because I hear the Rangers fans on here talking about him. Sometimes, um, I think Mark's right there, a utility player had to have for emergencies because there's a lot of games coming up. Injuries happen quickly. The lad's been thrown in at, at centre half. And look, he's not been the worst. It's not his position. Uh, he's a midfield player. He's not really had that run of games in the middle of the park 
but I agree with both uh, the caller and Mark in the fact that he will not stay at Rangers. I don't think Rangers will take it long term. But just now, when you're still not getting MD in the transfer market in January, I would not certainly mm. be rushing him out the door. I suppose the thing is, Colin, I or we have we've no idea if that would make any difference to the Tom Davies situation. I, I, Michael Beale didn't answer whether it was you know financial or whatever. He just when he was asked today, he said there's been no interest. There's not been any talks. I've spoke about him. Because I was asked, I said some nice things because he's a good young British player. Um, he won't be a Rangers player. Does that disappoint you, or is, is that why you've, you've kind of linked it to the James Sands thing? I think he, I think it would be a good addition for the way he's probably what, as I said, he's trying to change the dynamic of the team going forward. If, if you're brutally honest, Gordon, as a Rangers fan, the league's gone. So now's the time to start implementing as much change as you can so you have that ground running. Um, quickly as well, if you don't mind, on the Cantwell situation, I don't see that moving until the summer. This boy is just going to wear up his options till then. I think mm. he'll have a few clubs to choose. Michael Beale sounds a bit more optimistic than that about it, Mark. He does. He keeps mentioning. It. I, I get that he'll be asked about it, but he could, like, he could be like other managers and say, I, "I don't want to speak about it because he's not in the building." But he's quite open and quite happy to speak about it. He says he's he's happy with how things are coming along. It does seem to be. Dragging on a good bit for a player who is it hasn't the, had much. Is it though, or is that just us? Is it, are, we, are we as a footballing nation and as a footballing city just very impatient? You know, what you say, dragging on? Is it maybe a week? Is it maybe ten days? It's the seventeenth of January. There's still a bit to go. Yeah. Um, well, look, if you're comparing it to how business has been done across the city, and that's what happens in this city, then it is dragging on. I mean, these the the, the three signings for Celtic. Were done kind of under the radar. Alistair Johnson, okay, popped up, and the deals were done. They were in the club. Look, Rangers fans want to see new players in. Every club want to see new players in in a transfer window. Rangers fans are no different. And I think when you get a player that's on the back pages most days, and oh, there's an update in the progress, you sometimes think, well, why is it taking so long? Todd Camwell hasn't played has he been, since November, something like that. So it's not as if oh, he's he's juggling. Mm-hmm. First team football just now While making a decision I just thought it might have been done sooner But I get these things are complicated mm. Alright thank you to Colin In St George's Cross What about Ronnie on the line What's your point tonight Ronnie? How you doing Pat? I'll you a point across to Mark Go Hello, for it Mark. You alright? Yes How would you like to feel about The Rangers forward line In the next league tie against Celtic Being Kevin Nisbet and Lauren Shanklin. Wow, both of them. And get rid, get rid of the good ones like um, Borna Barasic, Sands, Kent, and Morellis. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is a big clear out. You want right. Kent? Well, we have to so, start. Shanklin and Nisbet in for Rangers, are you meaning there, Ronnie? Yeah. Against Celtic. Yeah, um, yeah. Would you be quaking in your boots, <laughs> and would, is it likely to happen? Well, what was he asking me if it's an improvement in what they've got just now? Um I think in Morelos and what Morelos is offering at the minute I think both Nesbitt and Shanklin are showing that they're on form just now as in try and sign both as Ronnie's suggesting um, and I think it's uh, listen one I don't think Hearts will sell Shankland. Hibs I think may sell Nesbitt would they fancy Rangers would Rangers fans look for better somebody with a better pedigree probably 
Listen, I don't mm. think that will happen. Well, before we get to the debate about signing one of them, Ronnie wants both, Gordon, which I've never heard anyone necessarily no, suggest, but that's it's a, it's a big statement, and I think, uh, to be fair, um, yeah, the criticism to Morelos, uh, I don't think he's producing a good. Uh, Barisic, Sands, uh, Kent, for instance, I think Kent played very well at the weekend. Uh, I see a bit of uh, form coming back for him, Gordon. Um, they're on the radar they've got to be because Nisbet since he came back for injury he's been excellent Shanklin to me has added so much to his game the big question is is the next step to teams like Rangers and Celtic is it too big or would they just go right into that sort of a squad and start banging in the goals very quickly because I know it's popular um, along the M8 mm-hmm. if you could only sign one of them who would you sign? Um, I I I love Nisbet the, the the finisher, but I think Shanklin has added so much to his game now. Gone, so uh, I'm, the, I'm the opposite. He, he's going with right. I would go with Nisbet. I think Nisbet is more all rounder right. for me. Okay. Yeah. And would slash should Celtic or Rangers go for either one of them? Presumably not both. It seems to be more, look, we've plucked Lauren Shanklin a bit because Ronnie's talking about it. There seems to be a bit more speculation, if you want to call it that, about Kevin Nisbet today around this time than there does Lauren Shanklin. Yeah. Um, Nisbet to Celtic, I've seen the speculation. A lot of Celtic fans maybe not having it. I would take a punt on him. I think he's a good player. I've seen it in the past. Strikers come. Scott, Scott McDonald came. He was a revelation. He did it in the big occasions in the Champions League as well. There's no reason why Nisbet couldn't be that. What he won't be though is a replacement for Jackie Marcus. Two different players, you know, in terms of stature, how they play the game. But Nisbet is a goal scorer. If he stays fit, um, he's got, you know, a, a big future ahead of him. I'm sure a club will take a punt, whether it's Celtic or someone down south they will mm. uh, Ronnie what's wrong with Ryan Kent I thought the Rangers fans were all starting to get on board with wanting him to stay he's had a couple of good games but a couple of good games is enough he has to be more consistent he has to have more good games but he throws out the game quite a lot and disappears during the game and he tries to walk it in half the time but in my opinion he's no showing enough fair enough fair enough each to their own that was Ronnie on the line Kevin Nisbet Lauren Shankland People need to look abroad For these goal getters Have we got some Right on our doorstep What do you think Pick up the phone And let us know There's an injury update On Kamal Roof It's not a particularly Encouraging one uh, Ranger fans So what do you think 01419511025 And we'll speak to you next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson And Gordon DL Are here It's 01419511025 We had a call Just before the travel About Rangers signing Kevin Nisbet And Lauren Shankland What a wish list uh, that is, I asked the guys, just out of curiosity, who would they choose? You said Lauren Shanklin, because he's added a lot more to his game recently. Miovsky Magic tweeted, what's Shanklin added to his game apart from scoring penalties? He mm, says. Yeah, good, good point. Yeah, yeah, but Rangers got a lot of penalties. <laughs> Fair enough. It's <laughs> a <laughs> <Thank laughs> great answer. <laughs> so I'm in town with him some competition. Uh, on a serious note, though. Yeah, I think, I think he's link-up play. I think he's movement. He's a good finisher. Uh, he's decent near Gordon Decent pace about him I think he's improved as a striker I've got to say And 
Look, it was a tough choice. I had to pick one. It's like yeah, I you had to, yeah. It's like I'm Celtic fans. Who you want, Kilgore or Jack and There'll be a split decision. I went from Shanklin. I'm sticking to my. You, you do it. Listen, don't let anyone put you off. You I like this bit as well, but it's a long answer, isn't it? He's trying to justify it. You feel <laughs> under pressure. I did. I'm sweating now. 01419511025. Let's bring in James in Port Glasgow and get his point tonight. James? Good evening, lads. Hello. How are we? Good, I hope. All good, all good. How are you? I've got a wee, a wee query for you. The Celtic's three new signings, uh, Johnston, Kashfili, uh, I think that's the boy's name, and Awati. I can't remember their names. Imagine they're ready to play on Wednesday night against the Saints. Who does Celtic drop to play these three new signings? Kobayashi, um, Starfelt, maybe. Um, I think Celtic fans are wanting to see him, see what he's about. Awata, then defensive midfielder. Would you drop Cal McGregor? Probably not. Cal McGregor said uh, a long rest. You would keep him in the side. So that's a tough one. Um, Alistair Johnson, well, it's kind of, you know, eeksy peeksy between him and Juranovic. Must say, I thought Juranovic was excellent, especially first half. Still well, here, by the way. Still he's here. By the way, we were, all, we were away. all over yeah. it in the last couple of weeks, but by the way. still here. But it's, it, well, it's the full point, James, of having a strong squad that these players have to impress the manager every day in training to actually even get a look in at starting. I don't think the manager's in any rush to throw these boys in. I, I think listening to interview there, the most important thing for Celtic was I want my transfer business done quickly. Mm-hmm. Then I can sit back and relax. If somebody goes out the door, fine. I've got plenty of cover. I don't need to go and chase my tail. So I think he'll just bed these guys in nice and slowly. Go. Is there any way, say Kobayashi, Mark, the, the case of Carl Starfield is always a, a hotly debated one because people are quite right point to the fact look at Celtic's defensive record what is the what's the other fact him and Carter Vickers have never lost a league game when they've played together mm-hmm. but then equally understandably people point to games like Kilmarnock they point to individual moments and say well can there be an upgrade there can Kobayashi be better is it is it worth looking at of course it can be an upgrade you could bring the best centre half in the world in and you could look at the record but the best centre half in the world is still going to play so uh, Kobayashi he might be an upgrade, but we just don't know that. The manager must think there's something there to bring Saturday him. Saturday, not the perfect position. Saturday in the Scottish Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah home possibly. To Mor- home to Morton, possibly. Starfield, look, I, I'm not as clear cut or as Hugh is. Hugh, Hugh makes a case that he, he shouldn't be playing, and I, I'm definitely not in that camp. I think Starfield is excellent at defending his box, at throwing his body, and he thinks that being in the right position uh, at times. I think he's very poor in possession and some Celtic fans will look at it and say if you're playing centre-half for Celtic you've got to be decent in possession which they're right Going to just play a bit of this again James we played it earlier but I want to remind us of the of the words Ange Postacoglu used because um, it's perfectly relevant to what you said so here is what he was on about in terms of trying to squeeze everyone in and do players need to leave we're in a position now where we're not really sort of on tender hooks through January. You know, if, if if we do happen to lose players, you know, we're not sort of scrambling about to try and replace them. We've got a really strong squad, which I'm happy with, and, and we can make our decisions about, you know, incoming or, 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 or exits um, 
without sort of, you know, the need for any sort of urgency or, or, or you know, panic on our behalf. Um, our planning has always been that we, we try and get our business done early. Like I said, I, you know, we're still active, you know, I still think there's probably a space for one more. Um, now, you know, if, if, if no one exits through this window, that's fine. Yeah, we've got a big squad, but, you know, we've already seen that, you know, with our schedule, um, they can all contribute. Um, but if, if people do exit, we're in a position where we've already sort of covered those absences. If no one exits, that's fine, the manager says, James. Are you, you're not quite in agreement with that then? Do you feel like maybe one or two do need to vacate? We've heard that these boys are good and Ange's record in the transfer market's been very good. For this new boy that's come in, he wants to be another Callum McGregor, which I hope he is. So if he plays, you've got McGregor, Hatate, Moy, who's been absolutely brilliant, and Matt O'Reilly. So one of the four has got to draft out. My question was to the panel is just out of curiosity, who would you drop? Oh, that's a very that's, and by, by the way, you must do Turnbull as well there. Uh, the quality they've got, especially in the mid left park, is incredible. Uh, Gucci, we've not really seen much of him. No. Um, so the, uh, McCarthy is still there. I think they've got to be an exit door for Celtic. You could go on and on and on. The well, that's kind of why I asked there. I, I had the feeling those names wouldn't be. Far away, and Ange Postecoglou has always been really consistent on this. He doesn't seem to to mind because he look he's happy to choose from loads of players. He seems to have the man management style where he's not bothered if people you know are, are going to chat the door. Are you surprised though that he's as comfortable as he is with keeping everyone? No, or no, because just... I, I I don't think there's look maybe Cal McGregor. You could say the Celtic fans will say, but I don't think there's any Celtic player in that squad that. If they left tomorrow, Postacoglu would throw his dolls out his pram. I think he he looks at his squad. No, but I'm talking about the numbers game. I'm not then, talking yeah, about losing. I, I I think I think the board somewhere along the line has got to sit down and say, stop the bus. Right, we have to have a look at this situation. They've got a massive squad with quality players that have got to be chapping his door. Mm. Wondering when they're going to play. You you rightly said there, Gordon. And his man management must be terrific because this isn't this isn't guys that are squad players. This is guys that would play week in week out with most teams. But depends who you mean, I guess, Mark. Right? Because Ange Postecoglou is part of his justification there was saying you know we've shown because of our schedule that people can contribute. Fine, but then that group's now been added to by by three more, hmm. and that surely wouldn't that still wouldn't really include Idiguchi or James no. McCarthy or. Players like well, that. it's just it's just not adding up for us looking at it now. If the hierarchy at Celtic are happy enough with the wage bill being what it is, with these players surplus to requirements and not getting near the squad, then Ange Postecoglou probably will say, "Well, fine," because I've got a large pool to pick from. I would like to see how they handle um, a training day. I, I've, I've made the point before: if you're wanting training to be competitive and keep it at a great pace, and you usually mm. keep. Quite a tight squad Now if that's going into the 20s To be fair That's presumably Not a problem Sanch Postacoglu Doesn't well, he's sound just getting on with it, But by it. I, I don't know How the players Are dealing with Things nowadays But I can only go With my past experience At Celtic Now I, I was There under Strachan Under Mowbray And under Neil Lennon And not just me But many players Would have enough And say I'm not playing enough Even players that were playing Almost every week But were dropped a few times I'm not happy I'm going up to see the manager. I reckon there'd be a queue at Celtic Park at the minute. Just means you're, you're a goal. troublemaker. That's all no, not me. Not me, but, but that, mm. listen, the other guys, 
and they're fighting their case. Yeah, why am I not playing? Have you seen yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you okay, very I'm much back to James in Port Glasgow. It's that time already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. Great start to the week. I must admit, the listeners are up and running. Hugh Evans losing five four last night. I'm happy five, with that. Yeah. Let's see if we can continue on that winning run, please, listeners. Before seven o'clock. That's how you need to get your calls in That's when you need to get your calls in by Sorry 01419511025 And it could be you who tries to beat the pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel is here Mark Wilson is alongside him And there's still just about an hour Just under an hour left for you to get in touch Lots of tonight's show has been dominated by uh, Transfer discussion Some of it purely hypothetical uh, And some of it a bit more aimed at what we've heard From various managers today So keep those calls coming Uh, Derek McInnes has had some strong words today Not happy at all with the explanation he received As to why Kilmarnock were not awarded a penalty At Hamden on Saturday and we're building up to some big games tomorrow as well. But let's do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Pressure on you too. Pundits uh, need something. We deal with pressure well. You're esteemed whatever that. Mr. Keevens lost 5 4 last night, so you need to get mm. up and running for the week. Are you up to the task? Yes. You? Yeah, yeah. How's the uh, post surgery recovery going, by the way? I've some. Genuinely, I got a proper, you know, the way I got a message today, a genuine, like, heartfelt well wish for him. For him? You know, I was scrolling through it, rereading it, like, what's the catch? Is there going to be some sort of sarcastic? But genuinely, just a message from someone who didn't even, he says, I don't even want, don't give me a shout out. Mm. I just want, I really want to wish Gordon well. Hope the anaesthetic was fine. Hope he's he's doing okay. I'm back. I was at the gym uh, last couple of days working on the rehab. I've Good. got my physio beside me Working me through it Day by day well, Listen if one man knows the About knee, knee surgery It's this oh, guy yeah. In fact mm-hmm. if there's any questions About knee surgery <laughs> We'll beat the pundit He's the man <laughs> Anyway uh, Let's meet tonight's contestant Who's Paul How's it going Paul? I'm not bad How are you? Yeah not bad at all Have you ever played before? Nah I'm not Good I like that A debutante Let's see what you've got tonight Paul If it's heads you'll take on Mark Wilson The knee surgery man uh, And if it's tails It will be Gordon Diel and it is It's Gordon DL Tails Paul against Gordon You okay with that? Yeah yeah You've been studying Sorry. You've been studying hard have you? No Don't be Good. too nervous Paul You sound nervous there Just If you don't know Just pass <laughs> <laughs> It's now dishing out advice Which is never good Right anyway Paul I've, I've shut him up Which you'll be pleased to know His mic's off And he can't hear us You've got 30 seconds Answer as many as you can uh, As he says If you don't know the answer Pass and move on to the next one Okay yeah, no right, top man then, your time starts now Name any Scotsman who started for Rangers In last season's Europa League final Dan Jack Scott Bain joined Celtic from which other Scottish club? Hibs Who managed Livingston when they won the 2004 League Cup? Ah. Name any of Dundee United's last three managers Before Liam Fox um, Tom which Scottish League One team did Drumchapel beat to reach the Scottish Cup fourth round? Um, Alwa. How many spells did Stevie Hamill have with Motherwell as a player? Three. 
Okay, let's bring back Gordon. Can you hear us? Yeah. Tough ones in there, by the way. How every, hard are they? Every yeah, time yeah, yeah. that guy there I don't like is on here, I struggle. I've said this before. Stuff like that doesn't tend to work on radio. You've just pointed and said that yeah, guy. Everybody that's knows, producer Chris everybody knows that's Chris. <laughs> they stop me in the street and go, I don't even like See, Chris. one thing, he's been consistent I don't like the since Chris's first day. Very against him, isn't he? Very against him. Very against him. Never changed his opinion, if you to, ask me. He used to work in Tesco part-time. Do you, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? You, yeah, well, there's that. He never brought you free stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think more importantly, he wrote the famous... United States of Ireland. Yeah. I knew that. And man. I think that's what he's held against. Let <laughs> like, go. Come on. Where is, where's producer Cal? I thought Tuesday where was. Where is he? Something uh, to do with his new kids, I believe. He's got a new kids. I have a question one here. Come on. Uh, apologies, right? You ready? Yeah. Right, let's do it. <sighs> Name any Scotsman who started for Rangers in last season's Europa League final. Uh, Arfield. Scott Bain joined Celtic from which other Scottish club? Dundee. Who managed Livingston when they won the 2004 League Cup? Um, David Hay. Name any of Dundee United's last three managers before Liam Fox. Um, uh, uh, Nielsen. <laughs> Which Scottish League One team did Drum Chapel beat to reach the Scottish Cup fourth round? Pass. How many spells did Stevie Hamill have as a Motherwell player? Two. Okay. What was the first question? Paul, what do you think? Um, I think it's I think it's close. Paul keeping his cards close to his chest. I, I mean, the first one couldn't could was, not have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> did they did they even start the Europa League final? No, they didn't. They? Right. Oh, I, that is ridiculous. That, that is as bad as United. Alan McGregor. Anybody? You know what I mean? I. It's just because he's my favourite. Ryan player. Jack or right. Scott Wright. Paul got it uh, and goes 1-0 see if I get beat with that in I'm front I mean seriously I must admit I'm starting to agree with you I don't know why producer Chris has done this to us Scott Bain joined Celtic from which other Scottish club um, because, Paul said Hibs didn't you Paul yeah <sighs> why have you done this <laughs> it's such a contentious question he was on loan at Hibs at the time but he did join from Dundee technically didn't he, he yeah, he was a Dundee player. <sighs> oh, that's harsh. No, but he did, though. I know, he I did. know. Did he not turn up in his Hibs tracks? But no, I don't think he'd Celtic even Park. played. I don't think he'd even played for Hibs. Yeah. I wish he wouldn't. I, I, I get you, Paul. I, I deserve to lose this for the first time. I'm quite happy to lose this tonight. <sighs> that's oh. harsh. Davy Hay managed the Livy when they won the, the League Cup. Good so you one in front. Horrendous answer on this as well. Jack Ross, Mickey Mellon or Tam Courts? Seriously. <laughs> what was your <laughs> question the last three months? Robbie Nielsen was before all then. I'm sure he was. He went to MK Dons, didn't he? So what is that? <laughs> to all? Is, it, is that what oh, we're saying? He went to us. Drumchapel beat FC Edinburgh. Nah, nobody's getting that. Nah, nobody's getting it. Stevie Hamill had two spells as a yeah. Motherwell player, not three. So you got that, which I'm not I'm not giving you the win for that. I think we should go to a tiebreaker. No, no, no. It's Scott win. Bain questioned. Scott I don't know why Bain, producer Chris has done this. It me. was Dundee. You know it was Dundee. But he I didn't know join from how he came from Hibs. He was in Hibs. Right. He was in Loan at Hibs. Will we make a deal? I'm j- on, j- just listen, right, okay. hear me out. Yeah. This goes down as a victory on your record. Okay. But for Paul, and out of politeness to Paul, we just go for the tiebreaker and try and win him a sign ball. Fair? I think that's only fair because of my first answer tonight. Exactly. So, it was right. that bad. Okay. You right. happy with that, Paul? I'll go for that. Right, let's right. do it. Okay, here is your go question. Go high. How many goals have been scored in Scottish League Cup finals 
since season 99-2000 So Gordon if you could write your answer down How, how many what? How many goals have been scored in Scottish League Cup finals Since season 99-2000 <laughs> You accounted for a few of them Ready let's see What are you going for Paul? 46 46 says Paul Gordon's gone 96 96 So what's that 23 finals So you think we're averaging Nearly 5 goals a final I think it's more than 46 It is more than 46 It's in between then It's in between But who's closer Right How's your arithmetic Ah brilliant It's easy 59 well done Paul uh, Same ball is good. on its way Paul He'd 52 Good man Paul It was a sort of done, victory A moral victory I think for you yeah, Paul I'll, I'll take it I'll Good take man it. We'll take well it Well done we'll Paul it. There we are Tainted um, ball You're getting it Not even blown up <laughs> Not even signed Nobody gets them blown up No it's not even signed You ever tried it's to d- p- You ever hold on this is maybe, <laughs> maybe this is one of those I'll un- kick in his garden Maybe this is one of those Unknown things about Clyde One Super Scoreboard Because if, you, if you've never won one before you don't, of course, because you can't post an inflated football. Yeah, no, you yeah. deliver it. Can I get it through get the letterbox? Get a postman, bang. Deflated. <laughs> right, one, he's not getting the right ball. Nobody's signed it, which is a good no, thing. No, yes, yes, he's right. getting the full shebang. Do you know what? If I was Paul, I'd be phoning back up saying, look, I lost three. You two. fell into the trap. You think that everybody scores seven in these big showpiece no, games? I just at hand couldn't count them in years. <laughs> 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 I just count, I couldn't count them in years. You're hopeless at the tiebreakers. I'm terrible. Rotten. Yeah, terrible. Are you much better? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Tonight, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd die one. But, but can we all agree before we move forward? Because that is important to me because I get a bit of stick today saying that I was the worst beat the pundit ever. That I did get a victory tonight. Can we see that? I know. I mean, who gave you a bit of stick? Well, boy in the gym has gone to knock him out. He's lucky. He's I like lucky when people call him it. And oh, you like, don't like, like don't even, a bit of stick. Don't day. even play, mate. See if you're a wee bit weird. <laughs> if you were a wee bit, <laughs> <laughs> you can't be promoting violence live and read. Uh, yeah, well, so probably really t- against that. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, uh, he's um, good. I uh, hope he pulls you up the morning, <laughs> Jim. Hope he's listening. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Joe is a Rangers fan from Canvas Lang. What are you thinking tonight, Joe? Hi, good evening, panel. Hello. Um, I'm just. I heard the caller earlier on phoning up and mentioned Shankland and Nisbet, and that, me personally, I think that's a great show. I think we should also be looking at the guy Mayovsky that scored against us at the weekend. I mean, his stats already. He's played four games in the cup, scored two, twenty-one in the SPL, scored eleven. I think we're guilty of not looking at players in our own league. I think a uh, proof of that was Lyndon Dykes. We decided at the time, for whatever reason, not to look at Lyndon Dykes, who went to QPR for two million, signed Cedric Aten for three million. We all know what happened with Cedric Aten, then we ended up selling him to young boys for one and a half. I think we're guilty of not looking at players at home. I think, obviously, there's a, a premium that was obviously going to be attached to I mean, if Rangers went calling to Aberdeen, Aberdeen are going to be very keen to sell players to us for obvious reasons, but. I think we're very guilty of looking for the foreign players with the fancy names and all the rest of it when we've got boys like Shankland and Nisbet on our doorstep, now the boy Majofsky, both at good ages. Um, I think there's going to be a clear at Rangers. There needs to be a clear out. I, I think they're going to see our field go. I hope Jack stays. Um, but, I mean, the fact that we haven't even started talking to him yet, which I think is a bit 
I think a bit suspect there, but I think Morelos is going to go. I think Ryan Kent is basically. I mean, you can tell by the way Ryan Kent's playing just now. I mean, again, I heard earlier on he's, he's more consistent than all the rest of it. I think Ryan Kent's on his way out. Also, McGregor. I think McLaughlin should go as well. I think we really need to. I mean, in the centre halves department, I mean, if we get Suter and all them back fit, then I think we're okay. I heard one of the guys earlier on mention, mention Barisic. I mean, I think Barisic is shocking. Absolutely shocking. I just, I don't think he had a good game again at the weekend. For the goal, him and Davies, I mean, that was an absolute calamity. I mean, what what the two of them thought they were doing was, I mean, the good old saying, you play to the whistle. I mean, Barisic just stopped and Davies just stopped, which I think was a disgrace. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to get through and you've made some very interesting points, Joe. So let's try and deal with, like them in isolation um, so they don't get lost to, to start off and I quite like this because see with mm. two weeks left of the window you can say what you like you can throw out you can identify targets we've heard Shanklin we've heard Nisbet Joe wants Miofsky from Aberdeen yeah I, I, I th- well not for me um, just now um, he's doing alright at Aberdeen got a good goal at the weekend um, I like his idea of sometimes we do overlook the, the players on our own doorstep you're looking at two guys that are decent finishers, decent players, uh, given the opportunity to play with the quality that obviously Rangers and Celtic possess, certainly helps you. There's no doubt in that. Um, it's it's whether uh, the big question is we've seen it before with players coming from the likes of Hibs and Hearts and other teams like that, Dundee United, going to Celtics, going to Rangers and getting swallowed up. You'll never know. Until they walk in the door and they play in front of those crowds week in, week out, demanding victories week in, week out, if they can handle the the pressure side of it. Talented-wise, I certainly think Joe's got a great point. Miofsky's... Sorry, Gordon. Miofsky, I've heard worse shoots than that. Guy comes to this country, playing for a big club with big expectations, and he's scored... 13 goals a season and an Aberdeen side that we often hear criticised for not playing the right style of football for you know not showing attacking intent that the Aberdeen fans want yeah this guy stands out you only have to look at his couple of finishes at the weekend the one that stood was I thought was a terrific goal so not a worse shout I don't think it will ever happen I mean you look at Rangers looking at Scottish players in the past Jack's came in you've got to say he's been a success Scott Wright for Aberdeen I wouldn't class him as a success at this minute and John Souter remains to be seen so again there's much worse than Rangers can do than look at Nisbet and Shanklin on their doorstep See, the only thing is I at times encourage these hypotheticals but then there, there's so much to cut through firstly and you guys are asking you know, would, would would Rangers want to would, would, it, would it be a good idea then you've got a player that Aberdeen signed on a four year deal who's 23 years of age he is a um, North Macedonian international striker Aberdeen might well dig their heels in For a fairly sizable oh, fee there So does, yeah. would that become a stumbling block And now we're really in depth about something that was Purely hypothetical but still Yeah well I, I think Jim Needs Miofsky I don't think he needs to sell him And then that just creates a situation where They just sit there until somebody makes him An offer they can't refuse Would Rangers push out the boat for him I doubt it like Joe says there They would probably look abroad And do that abroad Rather than Someone who's here And scoring goals in this league um, Joe actually made so many good points That I wanted to debate I'm trying to mm. 
remind myself of of which one to go to uh, next. I think you know talking about sort of clear outs and that sort of thing. Yeah, I I, I do agree on that level as well. I think that's fresh faces it's needing. Now I pointed out at the beginning of the show that I, I looked at Rangers bench. Now you can argue the point. Roof come off the bench and scored. I think Roof's a quality player. Unfortunately, not fit enough. There's a lot of young lads in there. I think Rangers have got quality players, but there's players that's now getting to the end of their 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 careers. At Rangers. For instance, Davis obviously with the injury, uh, McGregor a goalkeeper. You've got Arfield who's become an impact player, and I still think he's got a bit to give as well. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that there's one or two of the younger players. Lowry looks a good, promising player. So I just think you need to strengthen. If you look at Listen to Postacoglu talking about the transfer market and the amount of players and the quality he's got. If Rangers are going to win the title and overtake Celtic, they've got to be in the same markets and the same quality players and the same quality international players coming off that bench week in, week out. The same quality players sitting in the stands desperate for a game. Um, there's, I think there'll be a lot of space in the summer. I know that I said... I'd be a bit concerned about Rangers just now in the January, but I think they'll do a lot of business in the summer. Talk to me a bit more about Borna Barisic, Joe. To to what? How deep is your criticism of him running? Because he look, he's had a lot of moments that we get phone calls about games against Celtic. There was obviously a moment at the weekend. I think Michael Beale stuck up for him a bit today. Um, how much of a problem is his defending for you? I just think, I mean, for somebody that's meant to be the Croatian left-back or in, the, in, in contention for the Croatian left-back, I mean, I just don't think he's at it at all. He had, he had a good season, the season that we won the league. I mean, there's no there's no debate in that. He has some, some flashes of brilliance, as you mentioned. I mean, the goal, I mean, two or three seasons ago, the free kick against St. Mirren when we were struggling at the end of the game and he scored that free kick. I mean, he was unbelievable, but I just don't think he's solid enough. I think he's very lightweight. I just think he's tracking back. He's not. I mean, again, what he did at the weekend. I mean, it's just. I mean, for me, I mean, it's. I don't want to use the phrase unforgivable, but I can't think anything else to say. It's just what, what happened at the weekend. I mean, that could have cost us that game. That was a. I mean, a very very good game at the weekend. Both teams were going hell for leather right at it. It was a great game for the neutral. No, a great game if you're a Rangers fan or an Aberdeen fan because I mean you were led to your seat the whole time. But if Anthony Stewart hadn't did what he did. And it was still 11 v 11. Aberdeen would have took us right to the wire. And I just think it's it's moments like that. If we're going to try and play Celtic and get two wins, you've got somebody like Barisic, who, again, what he did at the weekend, I mean, he just he just wasn't at it at all. I, I don't think he's up to speed. I think the game maybe in Scotland's too physical for him. I think, I mean, I was reading the day the, the Hib striker that's just went on loan to Rotterdam has just come out and said that the Scottish game's far too physical for him and he, and he didn't realise the intensity. Well, what we lack in technical ability maybe in this country, I mean, like like that boy's just said, the intensity of the of the game and the physicality, I just think Barisic isn't at it. I mean, and again, you, you, when you talk about the left-back, we've got Ridvan Yilmaz. I mean, here's another player that we've supposedly spent five million on. Where is he? I mean, why is he not getting a look in? Well, he's injured, and I think he's meant to be back quite relatively soon. Um, Borna Barisic is... Are the mistakes mounting up? Are they becoming too many, or still worth persevering? I with? think it's just a norm. Well, I've said for a long time. I don't doubt Barisic in the final third. Um, 
Number of assists he's got in his Rangers career Very good I think Joe's spot on The season Rangers won the league He was terrific alongside Tavernier And creating But his defensive ability There's question marks over it um, And the latest one against Aberdeen Is only another one he can add to his rap sheet I mean even when you, you go back to Highbrook's Celtic game And he's playing everybody on side It was purely because the fear that Abad has put in him And other games that he drops behind his back for from an experienced international player You just expect much better And it depends where Michael Beale wants to take this team I mean if he's happy with that You know the trust he's putting in Barisic And Barisic is failing to deliver defensively Then he's going to I don't know how much he's going to progress the team Because going forward they'll give you something But I think he'll always give you Chances at the other end of your, the opposition I mean Joe's General take from the weekend I'm paraphrasing a bit Is that if Anthony Stewart Doesn't have a moment of madness Rangers might well be out the cup Because of a A Borna Barisic Mistake Is that Fair or too strong No no, no. Um, I, You I, always I, defend them though Don't you have noticed yeah, Look you, you can weigh up uh, The manager on the way up their, their pros and cons Of course Mark's highlighted it I think going forward And some of the balls He whips in Are brilliant I think he's a very good player Defensively, sometimes when he gets caught out, a bit looks a bit shaky. He's not the greatest. If it happened in the other side, we'd be having the same phone calls about Tavernier because he comes in for the same criticism. The Rangers captain. When it happens down the right hand side with Tavernier, fans phone in here. He's not a leader. He's not a captain. Can defend. But the fullbacks that Rangers play with are all about forward thinking. I know the biggest part of it you've got to defend. So you've got to weigh up. Does Michael Beale think there's enough there to justify mm. Barisic? Because if he has got a weak spot, is that not it becoming probably a, has a positional sense just, in the, the defending? Just generally, though, is that is that not becoming a bit of an easy cop out for, for any? Because it's the, the mistakes that Joe's talking about, that one at the weekend, or some of the ones at the back, it's not like oh he's just caught up the pitch and that's the way he's asked to play because it's more of a forward thing. You know, that, that's yeah. not. He a makes applicable. a bad decision. He makes bad decisions. But they get highlighted very, very quickly. Um, you I know, think when he comes up against I, a well, winger well, who's how, quick, he looks terrified. I honestly do. Right, I think to, positionally, he puts himself in bad positions. Here's, here's, and here's it costs a, the team. You, you defended, Mark. Now, here's a question for you. I'm not excusing Barisic at all. Do you not think that Davis can defend better? Of course. I, I, I think the combination of both of them. It hasn't worked I think when you play the two of them The, the gaps appear between them The uns- uncertainty I think is the word I would label it Barisic defensively mm. He always looks uncertain Thank you to Joe 01419511025 We'll hear from strong, some strong words From Derek McInnes next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here They're going to have to put their significant football brains together To create an even more powerful package here And answer this full-time teaser It's been sent in by Stephen That's the beauty of the full-time teaser It's you that sends the questions And these two scramble around To come up with the answers in the last half hour or so Of the show every night Um, I'm going to distill this one for you Only give you a couple of answers Stephen says Since Rangers promotion to the top flight in 2016 Can you name the five Kilmarnock players That have scored in league games at Rugby Park against Rangers I know it sounds a bit vague But they're they're all quite easy to remember That makes any sense So since Rangers promotion to the top flight in 2016 
Who are the five Kilmarnock players That have scored against them In league games at Rugby Park Jordan Jones Yes See well done. I knew you'd remember them Come on Park Yes <sighs> he's, I'm telling well you He's not as daft as he looks Lafferty's no one nah. Okay I'd we'll leave it there Because you've only got Three more to get We'll get them before the end of the show And what Stephen did tonight Was send it into full time At Clyde1.com That's full time At Clyde1.com If you think you can come up With a question Send it in And we will test the pundits To see if they can Match your question So let's hear a bit from On the Kilmarnock theme Like that Shameless transition uh, From Derek McInnes um, he is not satisfied with the response he got from the Scottish FA over their penalty appeal at the weekend. He thinks anyone that knows football would say that's a penalty. It was a wrong decision. I spoke to the refereeing department um, yesterday and I wasn't satisfied with what I was told. For years, as managers and clubs, we supported the whole movement for VAR Community Scottish Football. We wanted to make it a modern league, don't get left behind, all the rest of it. We wanted to try and help the referees as much as we could. For years, I phoned Hugh Dallas on a Monday morning, John Fleming, Crawford Allen, about the grievances of our decisions, and they would always come out and say at times, oh, the referee's only got one look at it, he's only got one chance, he's, uh, or his view was blocked, he never got a proper look at it. If he'd seen it as he sees it now, it'd be different. We now have the, the ability to look at it again, and we were deserving of somebody, the referee and VAR, looking at that incident again. We had 8,000 supporters who'd made the effort to come up, to Hamden, sat there in the rain, supported the team. It's a penalty kick all day long. I don't know anybody who's said anything different to me. Anybody that knows football, that is a penalty kick. The incident in the semi-final stage was exactly why we wanted to bring VAR to arrive at the right decision more often. And it was we were deserving of somebody taking the time to go over and look at that again. If they, if they arrive at the same conclusion, it wasn't a penalty, then that's probably even more worrying. But they still should have made the effort. What do you think? Oh, it was a stonewall penalty for me, without a doubt. Um, again, I'll take it back to my opinion, the one at Ibrox, if it's, in the, uh, if it's at the other end, and that's Giacomacchus standing, the Kilmarnock defender across them, Celtic fans would be shouting for a penalty all day long, and, and so would the Celtic manager. Um, I was foolish um, at that time in the game. Why I was Jakimakis eh? I was uh, I went into him I was foolish I don't know what he was trying to achieve But he certainly bundles the Kilmarnock player over Derek's right Hugely frustrating Because it comes at that late stage in the game So can understand these frustrations And Celtic got off with one there In my opinion Two things What do you make of the incident And what do you make Because we sort of dealt with this a bit last night And obviously it comes up at the weekend It's back up today Because Derek McInnes is updating things He's talking mm. about the explanation that he's had And and you know why? Why did it not go to VAR? Or why was they not asked to go to the monitor? Which we all know the answer to. It doesn't satisfy anyone. But clearly, the VAR is of the same opinion as the ref was, or doesn't think it was. I can barely bring myself to say clear and obvious error anymore because mm. it's the most frustrating phrase ever in football. Um, but that to him is even more alarming because he thinks, with a second look, how can you not think so? But do you agree? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do agree. I think that there's no harm. And a second look, especially in a game with importance, it was a League Cup semi final. Um, <clears throat> if you're asking me, do I think it's a penalty kick? Yes, I do. Um, I, I, not, I th- not that it matters, but as much of a stonewaller, as much of a disgrace as, as Derek McInnes thinks? Or... <laughs> no, I'm not going that far. I, I, if I'm the referee, I'm giving a penalty kick. I get it's the just... point about the boiled eggs and all that. You know, right, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving the penalty kick. I think I think Jack Marcus got away with one. Um, you know, 
I can understand Derek's frustration because you're playing a team the quality Celtic these sort of a these are your big chances these can turn cup games for you these can make the difference I always thought Celtic as much as Kamarnock Pop a terrific performance you've got to say I always felt Celtic still had that mm-hmm. class uh, they can go up the part and kill the game off but they're eventually done with Turnbull and then Jack Marcus puts it in the back of net but when you're a small club and you're underdogs against a team of the quality Celtic, you need, for any chance, you need those decisions to go with you. And I think even the most Celtic fan looking at that decision will think, we got away with one there. Um, it was quite the weekend. What I learned last night is it's verging on impossible because, ah, but you've not mentioned this one and, and what about that one? And hmm. That's fine. Yeah. That, that was maybe the, the wrong decision, but why are you not talking about this one and you're giving that one too much attention? If you think we're missing one, just just pick up the phone. It's it's, it's not deliberate. I <laughs> know you won't believe that, but it's really not. Derek McInnes has spoken about that one today. That's what brings it back to the news agenda. Anything else you out know there, Mark? From uh, the you know what's funny that it seems now that we've got VR, there are so many more contentious decisions, and it sh- that should never be the case. You know, big decisions. I mean, in games, it seems like there's more. They can't be. Can it possibly be like that? But that's the way it seems because. Look, you look at that Celtic game alone. Now, look, the offside goal, Maeda, it was a terrific goal as well. Kyogo's offside, unfortunately. You know, the lines don't lie there. Um, the Hatati goal, handball. You know, people will see different things. Again, I see? thought that, was it Taylor? Ash Taylor, I thought his hand was no, down no, by... Was it, was it no, the other? Um, yeah, mate, I think it was the other. Was it? Yeah. Right, I thought probably was down by his side... And then when the ball hits it, it comes out. So I get why people would claim for a penalty with what's going on. But again, I think that was possibly the right decision. And then the Rangers game at the on Sunday, the big one with Stewart, of course, red card, one of the craziest tackles I've seen, and followed by Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent, I would have liked to have got a closer look at that because I only seen that from the camera behind the goal and a wide lens. <sighs> That was very difficult to say if that was a punch or he was he was kind of brushing him away. Now there's a huge difference with that. A punch is a, a red card all day long. Brushing him off with his hand to get away from him is a different thing. I can't see through that distance which one it was. There's other people out there that say it was a definite punch. Well, lots of people are convinced say, either so that's, way, that's, you know, both ways I should say. That's fine. If they can see something that I can't see through that distance, that's fine. All I'm saying is, it was such a a bad angle. Surely there was a, mm. a, a different angle that we could have looked at, or VR looked at. So this last night, Gordon. On one hand, it's it's, it's not, a, not a terrible thing. Like these debates mm-hmm. have existed before. Before VR, they they'll continue to exist. They're, they're good for us. Generally, people have made that point in the phones last night. We like up to a point debating these things. There then becomes that point where it, 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 you're just sort of. Banging heads with people because Mark, for instance, says, "You know, was was the Kilmarnock defender's hand by its side?" Someone else will just look at the exact same thing and say, "No, he's mm-hmm. made his body bigger or he moved his hand towards the ball." Somebody's saying black, somebody's saying white. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, Ryan Kent, utterly convinced that it's a punt. We had a caller last night talking about assault charges um, and that that sort of oh. level. Mark is just sort of admitting that you just can't really tell. From to be honest. What was your take on them all? Um, run your way through them the, if you so wish. Yeah, the the, the handball uh, for the Celtic for Hatati's goal, 
At first when I looked at it Gordon I thought oh, It looks a penalty kick to me Because Obviously the position is hand But I watched it a few times I think that would have been a very harsh penalty give. I don't know what he's supposed to do, but we've seen that given before. The and, ball, that there, and you've said it, then you go, ah, but harsh ones have been yeah, given before. The ball's going towards the goals as well. You know, that's where the big argument come in with Burnby one. So uh, there's a sort of a penalty kick you could go, yep, could be given. Me personally, whether I've given that if the referee, remember I'm ref in the game because I've gave the penalty to Kamarnock. I'm not giving that, right? On the Kent thing, is it enough that for violent? I, I I think looking at that, and I'm like everybody else. I've not got the clearest picture in the world. I don't think that's violent conduct for a red card. But uh, so where are we? He's done nothing wrong, or it would have been a yellow. Or... I think I think that the worst case scenario could have been a yellow card for me. Hmm. But I don't I don't think it'd be a red. Now that's me going on the same angle as Mark and that's talking about. I. I could probably see that from a different angle, Gordon, and change my mind. But I've got to make an opinion on that angle, and I do not see that well, as a red card. You've got to think that, much. that VR would have looked at different angles. I mean, we're talking yeah. about a semi-final with VR involved. Mm. Now, I get that broke down, and that's the whole joke about the situation yeah. shortly afterwards. But there must have been different camera angles than we were showing. Yeah, I suspect there would have been. And this is the bit that sometimes, you know, you've got you've got two basically separate parties don't you you've got you've got your broadcaster which is deciding what what's yeah, getting what shown to you on, on your television um and we'll never know exactly at all times what angles are being shown. obviously if you go to the if a ref goes to a monitor for something at that point you like to think that there's the joined up thinking and Clydesdale yeah. house provide the broadcaster with those images and, and you then see it but when it's not in the monitor and could you do that for every incident that doesn't go to the monitor because then you'd never see any action because you'd be running through so many yeah. I, I, I'm, I genuinely don't know I'm not anywhere near clued up enough on um, live broadcast productions it, you're right I don't know how it works in the time frames but I just think with situations like that um, you know it's all about although, the fans to be fair, I'm surely sure they can cut through it and to, give to you fair, and maybe a contradiction already you would have to imagine if there were other or, or many other angles you think the broadcaster would show them regardless mm. of what VAR are doing yeah because you're right it's not, it's not a great picture is it it wasn't a great angle. I mean, it was just so far away. It's the same with um, well, similar bit of debate about Burnaby in in Saturday's game from a an angle quite far away through a cloud of flare smoke at the at the start of the game, <laughs> and some people seemed pretty convinced that they could see something there. I, it was the same angle. I, I don't know. It was I far away know. behind the goal, and that's what I'm amazed at. I mean, one of our showpiece occasions. Semi-final, big teams playing well, in it. We had the added smoke, uh, though. We had the stars in your eyes type <laughs> for that one. No, yeah. no, the only thing I'm certain to about the game, and I'll, I'll put my neck in the line here, Stuart's was 100% said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were, we were on Thursday, and we were chatting about Stuart, and we says, look, you either live or die by these decisions to come out in the media and say something like that, and you need to get it spot on, or you're going to look foolish. Well... He basically cost his team With one of the craziest decisions And forceful tackles you'll see For no reason whatsoever And his manager, his teammates ah, Listen, they must have been absolutely I'm, I'm telling them, Mark I think he was probably having one of his best games He went up against Morelis He threw Morelis out the challenge Morelis was nowhere to be seen 
and you're thinking, yeah, this guy, I'm quite, I'm quite happy. I like that. It's, it brings a bit of talking points to the game. Mm-hmm. But what he was thinking, <laughs> I have no idea. Speaking of not being an expert in uh, live broadcast productions, I'm getting a few suggestions that you are in charge of um, the sound effects on match of the day right now. Match of the day right now. Something kicking off. uh, Something kicked off on on match of the day. Because there's live FA Cup games and people are asking me if it's you that's providing the the audio feed for it. What's happening? I'm not getting much of the day. This is right over my head. Take more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here How are you doing that? How, How are you in here but you're in charge of the sound on BBC's Match of the Day at the same time? Is it Is it a happy sound? What's a happy sound, all right? Yeah, well, I like to bring a bit can you name five players who've scored for Kilmarnock against Rangers in a league game at Rugby Park since Rangers promotion back to the, the Premiership? You've got Jordan Jones, Chris Burke. Stephen O'Donnell Brilliant, well done Brophy You two are very good at this That means you've only got one to get So we'll leave it there And see how we get on Let's bring in Alec Who's a Motherwell fan What's your point Alec? Uh, Thanks Gordon Uh, It's to Gordon and Mark Mm. Does the panel think that if Motherwell are beaten And knocked at the cup this weekend It's time for Stevie Hamill to go? Or do they get another stay at execution? Because Really, I think he's record. As much as he's a nice guy and he's done well for Mullerwell and all the plaudits that go with that, but I think the longer he stays, if, if this continues with Mullerwell, I think he's going to lose a lot of fans. Wow, Gordon. What um, do you think? The Cup at the weekend, um, no. No, I don't think he'll go. Um, I think he'll come under... Well, he is under pressure. Let's not be kidded here. They're dropping that stone. Results have been poor. Home form's been poor. Um, defensively, they're a shambles, and everybody knows that. Um, yeah, Stevie Hamill has loved it for part, but you've got a time limit as a manager. It's a completely different role now. I hope Stephen Bryan turn this round. Saturday, to me, is a case of, I think they'll beat a broth. I know it'll be a difficult game, but... The big one for me, their cup final will be in Paisley the following week yeah. against St Man. If they do lose that, then I think there'll be questions asked of them. So presumably, Alec, you do think this would be the final straw? It would be the final straw for you? I think so, aye. Because uh, I don't know what the stats are, Gordon, and how many games he's been in charge of Mullerwell. Uh, but it obviously doesn't have good reason. And I think what Gordon just said there... I don't know if that was his words that he said on Saturday when they were playing Ross County. The, the same idea that that was going to be the Mullows Cup final because it's their provincial at six pointer. 
it's like as if now we'll, we'll give him another game and the games are ticking off one at a time time's running out as far as I can see Mark what's your take on that? Um <laughs> I mean, well, there... who, would, who would be a football manager this day and age? I mean, he's 21 games into the season. He took over a squad that obviously wasn't his and he had no say-so because he was working with the youths. He stepped up, he made an instant impact for a couple of games and the Murrowville fans were on here saying, oh, we look totally different and the way we're playing, much more attacking. Uh, now, it has gone pear-shaped, struggling to get a result anywhere. I just wonder, seeing Stevie Hamill before the game, uh, on Saturday in his press conference and saying that the smile wasn't on his face and the pressure that's on his shoulders I wonder him being a Motherwell man if they did lose on Saturday if he would make the decision rather than the club to walk away because there is still time to salvage the season I mean Alex right games are being ticked off every game that goes by you don't win you're, you're still in that same position you look at Ross County Kelly you can see them winning a couple of games and I'm looking mm. at Motherwell and thinking where's that one coming? I... Wonder, uh, Gordon, because this is why cup football's fascinating. If you are in a, a good place as a team, and you you suffer a cup shock, you can kind of take it in the chin mm-hmm. because these things happen. I mean, it's not great, it's not enjoyable, it can be embarrassing, but it can happen. If you're in a a bad place, can it be the thing that that causes you your job, or is there another almost backwards take that forget the cup because you really need to be judged on solely on the league, or is that just is that clutching? Uh, me personally, it's forget the uh, the cup. But I think if you flip it over, getting a result at a broth puts you into a win. So you get into the next week, the training's better, and you're more con confident. You're a bit more livelier. You lose at a broth, you get put out of the cup. That week is going to be a long week at, uh, in Motherwell facing a St Mirren's side who have been. Excellent. I watched them at Tynecastle. I was very impressed with them. Home record, they've been very good. If he did lose that one for me, Gordon, I think you've got to calculate the risk. And to me, I think Stevie... Um, Mark could be right. He could be sitting there thinking, do you know what? This club has been great to me. I've been great for a club. If I lose at St Mern, then I may just do the best for a club. Or... He believes yeah. in his own ability. Management's I mean, very the th- hard. The thing that confuses me, Mark, about football management, and I've never been there and I never will, it's become so normal, right, for when results go bad, the manager pays the price. Fine. If that is if that is the way football is now, okay. But we're midway through a, a transfer window, a transfer window in which Stevie Hamill has already been allowed to bring in three players yeah. with more to come. How can you sack him on Saturday? How can you then even sack him the following Saturday? I, I mean, I, I get the point, obviously, about results, but how would that? How does that work? Yeah. But he's brought, and, uh, it's, sorry, he's brought in a, a centre half that's not even playing. But like, to me, that that seems like a very separate issue. Fine, you can, but right. answer that point directly. How can you? How can you allow a manager a transfer window, bring in three, four, five, whatever number it goes up to, and then pull the trigger before that transfer seen, window closes? We've seen owners, a clubs, chairman, chief execs, think like that in the past, Gordon. And unfortunately, it's the way football has is transcended now, and I, I don't like it as much as anyone. But fans, mm. as soon as they grumble. Chief execs and owners sometimes pull the trigger. The way that the way to look at it is, well, if we make a change now, we give a new manager maybe a couple of weeks to get somebody yeah. in. 
It's crazy thank, But who would be a football Thank man? you Alec We're speaking in riddles A little bit right Because this is a family show But we were joking Because the BBC have gone on air It's Wolves Liverpool There was an Let's just say An adult movie soundtrack yeah, yeah. Playing Gordon knows well Very loudly um, Whilst Gary Lineker was talking Right He's just tweeted right They found a mobile phone Taped To the back of the set and someone's taped it there Sabotaged the show <laughs> And played the, the, the soundtrack That is magnificent uh, effort Don't get any ideas for coming in here Whatever you <laughs> do It's a brilliant effort Thank you uh, You're going to my <laughs> Speak, Speaking of which Speaking of which You're my favourite story of the day Have you seen this With our old pal Charles Dunn Have you seen this Turns up at Hamden Wearing an Aberdeen strip In support of his mate Anthony Stewart Didn't go too well for him at the weekend mm. Obviously um, But the St Mirren players have had a bit of fun They've put them up in the sort of kangaroo court yeah. type thing uh, In the St Mirren dressing room And here's how it went The question is Is it acceptable for Mr Dunn To wear those colours At that game <laughs> That is the bottom line Yes is that, is that If it comes from a genuine place Yes I Well think so. that's for the jury to decide Can the jury please put a representative Up in court And read out the verdict Please stand for the verdict as, as the jury can only find Charles Dunn as guilty. Yeah! And as the jury, Tuesday breakfast for everybody and McDonald's food breakfast with coffees ordered to the training ground for players and staff. I like that. A bit of light-hearted fun. Brilliant. Good camaraderie yeah. in the squad, clearly. Yeah. It's a bit weird maybe For some people That he wore a rival team's shirt But he was supporting his mate And uh, all good fun in the end Ah oh, great Love that banter Very Seems very professional actually The way they're reading it You know Do you have a, done their homework who was, the, who was the fines master at Celtic When you were there? Uh, oh can I, It would have been the skipper Scott Brown yeah, would have been in charge Aye Judge wasn't the right guy To, to no. put <laughs> in charge uh, right, you've got one more. Oh, to, one more right. to tell me on the teaser. One more command. I'm going to Kilty or somebody. No, one more player who's scored for Kilmarnock against Rangers mm. in a league game at Rugby Park since 2016. Power. Missing the obvious one. Nice, my Played for Rangers as Boyd. well. Chris Boyd. There we are. Did it twice, I think. Thank you, Gordon and Mark. Great night of football coming up tomorrow. Really looking forward to four big fixtures in the Premiership. And who knows? Maybe there will be some concrete transfer news. Tomorrow as well So make sure you join us 6 o'clock Hugh Keevans And Marvin Bartley are here And Callum Gallagher is up next